It's January 2022. It's a new year. People are pushing the reset button. They're hitting the refresh button in their life. They're beginning to think or they're thinking about new goals, new aspirations. Many people, many of you out there, you have plans, you have hopes, you have dreams, you have goals for this, this new year, 2022. For some of you, the goal is to be more physically fit. For some of you, the goal is to start a new career. For some, your goal is to have better relationships, maybe a better marriage, maybe a better relationship with your children, maybe a better relationship at work. Maybe a better relationship with God. For some, you're trying to kick old habits. You're trying to get problems out of your life. You've decided, you know what? This problem's been haunting me for years, and 2022 is going to be the year that I kick this thing out of my life, that I get rid of this problem that I have. None of these things are bad desires. All of these things, I mean... Being more physically fit, that's a great thing. Uh, having better relationships, that's a wonderful thing. Kicking a bad habit, that's a great thing. Starting a new career can be a wonderful thing. However, we need to make sure that our desires, our goals, our aspirations are in line with what God desires with what God's goal for our life is, and what God wishes for us to be. The Bible says in the book of Colossians, chapter number 3, and verse number 1, it says, If then, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, which Christ sitteth on the right, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. If ye then be risen with Christ, what's that mean? Well, it means if you're a born-again believer, if you are in Christ, if you have trusted Christ as your Savior, then God says, then seek the things that are from above. That means godly things, heavenly things. Don't set your affection, don't set your desire on the things of the world. I'll reword these verses in my own words. Verse number one says, is, is saying this. If you are alive in Christ, then pursue after godly or heavenly things. Verse number two. Fix your desires. That means fix as in focus. Focus your desires on eternal things, not on the things of this world. That's what Colossians chapter three, verses one and two is saying to you and me. The problem with New Year resolutions is that often they originate from our desire to have the things of the world. They originate from selfishness and not selflessness. They originate from sinful desire and not holy desire. Do you have goals? Do you have resolutions for this year? I hope so. What is a resolution? Well, a resolution is something that you are committed to achieving. 
I'm committed to doing this. That means you are resolute. It means you have resolved to do something. Do you have resolutions for the year 2022? I hope so. Are your goals, are they caused by the setting of your affection on things from above? Or are they your goals because your desires are on the things of the earth? Each one of us should look at our goals, at our dreams, at our desires, at our aspirations, and ask these questions. Is this the will of God? Get out a piece of paper. Write down your resolution for New Year's. And ask yourself, is this the will of God? Is this what God wants from me? Is this God's desire? Is this God's will that I put my attention and focus on this thing? If I reach my goal, ask this question. If you reach this goal, will it be a temporary or an eternal goal? Will it be something that when Christ comes back, it won't matter? Or will it be something that matters for eternity? I want to give you this illustration from the Bible. If you look in Luke chapter 12, if you have a Bible, if you turn there, Luke chapter 12, the Bible tells a story about a rich man. Verse number 16, it says this, And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. So this rich man, was, he had, obviously he had crops, he had a large farm, if you will, and he planted, and the ground brought forth abundantly, plentifully, the Bible says. So he's rich. Verse 17, and he thought within himself, saying, what shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. He says, I've got all of this produce. I've got all this production. But I don't have room for it. He's so rich with food, he has no place to put it. Verse 18, and he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns and I'll build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. He said, I'll build a bigger barn so I can get all my produce in it. I can store all of my fruits. Verse 19, And I will say to my soul, Soul, Thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. He says, man, I've struck it rich. I've got what I need for a long time. He said, let's just store it up. Let's put it in a big barn and let's take our ease and let's just have a good time. Verse number 20. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose 
shall those things be which thou hast provided. So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. God said to him, he said, look, you're a fool. What is a fool? A fool is not just some insult that people insult people with. A fool is an English word. It's the Bible's filled with the word fool. It is a word God uses to teach us truth. A fool is the opposite of a wise man. And a fool here is described as somebody who has become rich and has recognized his riches and has decided that he's going to take it easy and he's just going to have a good time. And God says to him, he says, look, you're a fool. He says, you have worked hard to produce all this fruit from the ground and you're satisfied to just stick it in a barn and you're satisfied with that. He says, listen, you could die today and then who, whose is all that going to be? It's going to be gone. It's not going with you. That's what God is saying. You're going to go on to the next life and all of that is not going to come with you. So your production is going to stay and it's going to rot. It's going to go away. It'll become somebody else's. It won't go with you. And the lesson God is teaching us here is this. In verse 21 of Luke chapter 12, he says, So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Now what is God teaching? Well, is God telling us not to care about the future? No. Is God telling us not to provide for the future? No. Is God telling us not to lay up for ourselves? No. But you say, preacher, says, he that layeth up treasure for himself. Yeah, but God also said that we're to lay up treasure in heaven. So God is not teaching here that we're not to think about the future, that we're not to prepare for the future, that we're not to plan for the future, that we're not to have goals and aspirations, that we're not to be committed to doing something. What God is saying, be careful what you're committed to. Be careful what your goals are. Be careful what you get satisfied in. Because the man who lays up treasure on this earth but doesn't lay up treasure in heaven, is a fool. The man who seeks to satisfy his fleshly desires, but doesn't seek to lay up treasure for eternity, is a fool. The man who is satisfied in enriching himself is a fool, but the man who is rich towards God, that is the wise man. That is the man who sets his affections on things above and not on things of the earth. I said to you in the beginning of this message that 
It's a new year. It's January 2022. And people have set goals. They've, they, they have dreams. They have ambitions. And that can be a wonderful thing. And a lot of times, many of us, we have the same dreams and goals over and over and over again. It's like the beginning of the year reminds us, you know what? Yeah, I need to do this or I need to do that. It's all great to have goals and dreams and aspirations. But when your goals and dreams and aspirations are only to enrich self, are only to lay up treasure for yourself on this earth, you're very foolish. But when your goals and your dreams and your ambitions are God's dreams for you, are God's ambition for you, when you choose to do the will of God in your life, then you are choosing to be rich toward God. You're choosing to lay up treasure in heaven. And you're becoming very wise. And that's what the Bible is teaching us here in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1 and 2. I'll read it again. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. You should be seeking things above, things that you can't have on this earth. Rewards in heaven, that should be your desire. Laying up treasure in heaven. Man, we have a God who has promised to reward us if we serve Him. And most of that reward, we don't see it here. We see it there. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. That rich man in Luke 12, he set his attention on the things of the earth. And when he got them, he was satisfied with them. And God said to him, you're a fool. It's not going to go with you. You're going to leave it behind. You're not going to get the value of everything you've done because it's temporary. We should seek eternal things. We should live our lives in such a way that if we reach our goals, if we obtain our aspirations, if we fulfill what it is we're going after, that it will please God and it will bring an eternal reward to us. And I would encourage you as you think about a new way of life or you think about making changes, or you think about the goals of your life, or you rethink the purpose of your life here at the beginning of this year, I, I beg you to ask yourself those questions that I asked earlier. Is this the will of God? If I reach my goal, will my reward be temporal or will it be eternal? Ask yourself those questions. And if your goals and aspirations don't line up with the will of God, they don't line up with things that will reach an eternal reward, then get some new goals, get some new aspirations. And I encourage you to do this. Go to a man of God. Go to a pastor. Go to a Sunday school teacher. Go to someone who knows the Lord, knows God, and show them your goals and aspirations and ask them, are my goals and aspirations, do you think my goals and aspirations, do you think what I'm committed to, do you think what I'm resolved to do, do you believe that it lines up with the will of God? Let me give you that challenge. Get somebody involved 
and helping you to know whether the road you're heading down is going to be one that brings you eternal reward or is going to be one that brings you only temporary reward and in the end brings you great disappointment because you, under, you will one day realize you have acted foolishly. Be wise. Be like the ant. Lay up for the future. Not the temporal future of this earth, but lay up. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Now I'll remind you again that the first phrase of Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, it said, If ye then be risen with Christ. Listen to me, all this preaching is vain if you don't know 100% for sure that you're going to go to heaven when you die. If you don't have eternal life, if heaven is not your future home, if heaven, if God is not your heavenly Father, then this preaching will do you no good. You need to know that you have risen with Christ. I have risen with Christ. I have died and risen with Christ because, number one, I realized I was a sinner, that I had sinned against God. Number two, I realized there's a punishment that must be paid. It's called death. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, that I deserve hell. Number three, I realized I could not save myself. God says it's not by works of righteousness which we have done. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved, and that not of yourselves. It's not of works. I realized that I could not save myself from my sinful condition. I could not save myself from the punishment of death and hell. Number four, I realized that Jesus Christ shed His blood on the cross of Calvary and died for me that I could be saved. Number five, I realized that God was offering me the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ. And that I must put my faith in Christ alone for salvation. And I did that. I recognized my sin. I recognized there's a punishment for sin, which is death and hell. I realized there's nothing I could do to save myself. It's not by works. And I took the gift of God that He offered to me through the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ. How did I take that gift? By faith, by believing, not by works. And I have a Heavenly Father now. And I have the opportunity to be rich toward God and to lay up treasure in heaven. And I have the opportunity, now that I'm in Christ, now that I'm risen with Christ, I have the opportunity to set my affection on things above and not on the things of the earth. And I hope today, if you have never trusted Christ alone for your salvation, if you've been putting your salvation in works and not Christ, that you trust Christ today. You've been putting your faith in some other God, some other religion. Folks, the Bible is the truth. Jesus is God. He's not just a prophet. He's God in the flesh. He, alone, he and He alone can save you. Yes, there is a hell. But the only one that can deliver you from it 
Jesus Christ, no one else. And if you've never put your faith in that, I would encourage you today, stop trusting in false religion. Stop trusting in your good works. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. He'll save you. And then when you're in the family of God, you can set your affection on things above and you can line up your goals with the will of God and you can lay up treasure in heaven. And you don't have to be foolish, but you can be wise. Thank you for listening to the Fundamental Hour. God bless you, and we'll see you next time back here on TV3, 6, 6.30 every Sunday morning. God bless you, and a fish a pie.